How do you know you're up to date? When you follow EMS World, you answer that question with confidence. Because when we say EMS World, we mean the whole world of EMS. The remaining question for you is how will you stay up to date? In print, online, at EMS World Expo, the world's largest EMS dedicated conference, and now in a podcast. Welcome to another episode of EMS World Podcast, live from the Expo floor, 2022. We are coming to you live from beautiful Orlando, Florida, and we have a fantastic podcast series set up this year with some of the greatest minds in the industry. And my next guest certainly is one of those great minds. Indeed, public relations, politics, social media, all quietly play an important role within the EMS industry for sure. Although it's not always the most glamorous topic, it's one that requires attention. And that is where our next guest comes in. Mr. Rob Lawrence has been a leader in military and civilian EMS for over 25 years. Currently, he serves as the Director of Strategic Implementation for Pro-EMS and is its, and its educational arm, Prodigy EMS, out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. He also is the part-time Executive Director of the California Ambulance Association. He is a fellow podcaster and an EMS advocate, and I am humbled to have him on with us here at Expo. Rob, welcome. Well, I'm also humbled to be over on your podcast, Mike, so uh, I'm looking forward to where we're going to go with this. For sure, Rob, and again, you're doing some great things. You've been recognized recently, so congratulations Thank on you very much. all of the amazing things that you're doing uh, with Prodigy. and. Really, Rob, today we're on the expo floor. We see yep. all of these amazing people here, all for one reason, to, to promote EMS, to do great things in EMS. And really, that, that's what we're here to do as well. And so speaking of different topics, and, and there certainly are many topics that we're going to be speaking about this week, but one of them, and as I said, a little less glamorous, um, is the public relations side of EMS, the, the PIO side of EMS. And then more importantly, I want to dive into after that, the social media impact of EMS and where we're going with that. But, you know, as we start, maybe take me through how this public relations side, which kind of lays in the background, is and why it's so important to our industry. It's absolutely critical, Mike, because as somebody once said, you know, if you're not, you know, at the table, then you're on the menu <laughs> and uh, you're being talked about. And so we are notoriously bad, I have to say, across the industry of promoting ourselves of telling our own stories, of keeping ourselves in the public eye. And it's one of the themes that we've been doing whilst here at the Expo is CAPE, what I call CAPE, which is keeping your agency in the public eye. So it's a CAPE operation. And so we have to be able to create great stories, great images, um, to, to reassure the public that we're doing a good job, to actually reassure our staff that we're all doing a good job. And sometimes those things don't quite connect and then more importantly, or as importantly as the publicity, comes the politics, right? Sure. So if we can tell a great story, we can actually educate our folk on whatever hill you're on, whether it's local, whether it's state, whether it's federal, and actually use those stories of our people doing great jobs to help us legislate. And right now, with poor reimbursement rates, <laughs> we could go on about that for another oh, show, um, and other issues, ambulance chassis availability, right? We need to have some political intervention in order to assist us to either purchase vehicles or to you know, get more income. And you'll see from the trade 
papers that there are companies closing around the country because of income issues, because of staffing issues. For sure. Therefore, we need to have a political solution. And the way that we do that is through uh, publicity, through promotion, and uh, to really help us along the way. And so these things are interconnected and they're here to stay in our industry. Some people are no comment organizations. Some people don't think about publicity and PR. Well, I'm sorry, it's got to be on the top of the list in order to help people like me and the American Amateur Association, uh, NAMT, uh, IFF, IFC, do all the, the, the legislative stuff, but what we need is great stories in order to tell. And so that's very important. Rob, I feel personally that we're in an industry in the public service sector that has the greatest stories. Why historically have we been so bad at telling these stories? Well, you know, if, if you want to get a story about an EMT, just Google the words former paramedic, right? <laughs> and you will find some stories that we don't want to be sure. seen because, of course, we're held to a higher standard. So that's an aside. But the main reason is, of course, we sometimes feel bound by HIPAA, bound by confidentiality. And so sometimes we don't know where the line is to be drawn between telling the story of the great work that we did versus not revealing the patient contact that we've just had. And that's where you need to have, you know, not necessarily a professional ex-journalist or a PIO in there, but actually just to have an understanding of how I can actually channel the great work that we're doing in order to tell a moving story that's going to affect many, many people out there, whether it's, you know, the population that you work with, again, whether it's the politicians, and most importantly, letting your staff know they're doing a, such a great job. For sure. I, I mean, it's interesting you say that because I say, have we done ourselves a disservice because we've always been that industry that, no, you don't talk, you don't say anything, right? right? Because of HIPAA, yep. right? Because of that shroud that's on top of us, have we said... Now, we can't speak about that. I feel almost that we've done ourselves a disservice because we're not getting the word out there. We're not letting people know what yeah. it is we do. And that brings us nicely back to the to, to EMS world and to the pre-con that we've just done with my colleagues Mark Tenya and Alexa Jobson. Mark's an ex-TV reporter, now works at RAA, Richmond Amos Authority. Alexa Jobson's a PR guru from Rebsa in Reno, Nevada. Mm -hmm. And myself, and of course, my other job is I'm the spokesperson for the American Ambulance Association, amongst everything else. Yeah. Honestly. And so we are now on the road this year. This is actually the fourth time we've done a pre-con at a conference talking about publicity, PR, PIOing, and politics. Okay. And so what we're trying to do, back to your point, Mike, is to say, yeah, there are things that we can't say, but here is a list, a ton of things that we can talk about. And actually, one of the things we do, one of the exercises we go through is we create a social media calendar of putting 12 bits of paper on the wall and say, okay, get your phones out, work out what's going on in January, February, March, April, May. I'll give you a clue, May, EMS week, you know, New Year's Eve. And so you can start to think about all of those things that are going on and how you can theme them into an EMS message. Obviously, EMS week, that's obvious. Um, July the 4th, firework injuries. Um, you know, New Year's Eve, you know, alcohol versus gravity is always a problem, right? <laughs> and so there's all those things you can think about. Motorcycle safety week, you name it. And we can fill your social media calendar with good things that you can theme back to EMS, that you can educate the public, you can educate the politicians as to the great job you're doing. So it's not all about what we can't say. We're now working out what we can say and what we should say. Are you seeing the buy-in? And I ask this because, once again, in EMS, we have to take it upon ourselves 
to have a lot of collateral duties. And the fact of the matter is many EMS agencies don't have the money to have their own PR person or you know PR division or anything to that effect. Are you seeing the buy-in from the individual itself to say, hey, we got to do this. We have to do this. I, I, I mean, you just read the brochure, right? That's exactly it. The point is you don't need to have a professionally paid ex-journalist or journalist to do the job. You know, if you have someone in your organization, and in this day and age, everybody's so tech savvy. I'm sure half a dozen of your employees out there right now are on TikTok doing mm. something. Please yeah. make sure it's hippotastically right, proof. Exactly. But you probably have folk that can naturally adapt to this. People that are good storytellers. Obviously, you have to know when the HIPAA applies, when it doesn't, what you can do, what you can't do. But there is everyone out there, and there's no reason why, with the appropriate policies and procedures organizationally about you know what you can say what you can't say for example everybody should be doing this because everyone's got a story to tell and that's what we are promoting so take me through the differences here where we're acting as uh, an empowered provider advocating for our industry as opposed to somebody that is in an official capacity as a PIO that's speaking on behalf of the industry well, first of all, if you are working for an organization, obviously you want to promote the great work that your organization is doing. And so, you know, as I say, we've already said you don't need to be a professional. You, you can be the, the person that's appointed, and that can be a supervisor. It can be a bunch of supervisors. Um, I know a couple of departments that have a number of Twitter sites, for example, mm -hmm. from various you know, parts of the organization that then give you the, the focus on what they're up to. But the key thing is to have you know, a, a, an idea of the messaging that you want to put out, Clearly, you want to be community-based. Clearly, you want to be about the good work that you're doing. Um, and, and clearly, it wants to really be about your organization because, you know, people think, you know, I'm going to use the D word now, Mike, really. People think we're ambulance drivers, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I had a conversation, and, and with my American Ambulance Association hat on, I speak to national journalists every couple of weeks. And we start off, and, when, and they inevitably use the D word. Yes, they do call yeah. us the D word. Always. But I talk about, no, this is not about, we're not here to drive you. We're here to treat you. Correct. We actually operate, not drive, we operate a very complex clinical device called an ambulance that's actually a treatment module. And so, you know, we it's about getting people off the idea that we, we are Ds. But that said, of course, if you ain't driving the truck, who is? That's true. Go and Google ambulance crash, because that's, that's another one you don't want to look at. <laughs> My goodness me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've all got a story to tell. And actually, if you appoint someone, if you, you know, train them up, if you trust them, they will deliver you a great message. Now, of course, the converse of all of this is, you know, medics out, medics out there and folk out there, be aware, social media is a weapons-grade device, mm -hmm. okay? Yep. And it can really get you in as much crap, Google ex-paramedic, again, um, as, as anything else. And so you have to be very, very careful about how you, you know, promote the organization, how you, you know, goofing off on the truck. You know, sometimes, even off-duty, when you have those hold-my-beverage-and-observe moments, right. all right, that comes back onto the fact that we are held to a higher standard. And so, you know, I may have been off-duty doing that. Well, it doesn't matter because you are a paramedic and we trust you to do, to save our lives. And so, um, but the point being is having someone appointed that's capable of doing the job doesn't have to be, you know, high up in the organization because there's a lot of talent out there right now and we need to find those people and have them promote us. It, it's interesting, um, you know, you bring, up, you bring up the D word and, and, and those in this industry that have been in this industry long enough, 
there's really, I don't think there's another word that we resent more than that one, right? And so we've always been that way. We've always said, I can't believe these idiots. They keep calling us ambulance drivers. And then you have to start to, to pivot to say, okay, well, but are we doing a good enough job to promote ourselves, right? So I was just, right. a, just a quick aside, I was on a job uh, a couple weeks back and it was a, a barricaded suspect and SWAT was on the job and I was standing there. Uh, I, was the, uh, I was the chief, the EMS chief on the scene. And one of the SWAT guys looked. And he said to the other SWAT guy, "John, who's going to uh, who's going to protect the the ambulance guy?" And I looked at him, and I just started laughing in his face. I said, "Ambulance guy, that's good." I said, "What are you, a police guy?" And so I said to myself, "No, they're fire truck drivers and police car drivers." That's let's right. Say, let's yeah, admit that's, it. I mean, I said, guys. We do other things, yeah. and maybe right. an aside, say, hey, let me tell you what we actually do, right? right? I mean, because we need to advocate for ourselves. We've always said this. Yeah. And I also want to pivot now, which I brought up in the beginning of the conversation, <clears throat> and certainly something that you're very familiar with, is the social media aspect to this. Because I do believe that it takes on so many different meanings, right? Not just from an advocacy perspective, but also from an educational perspective. Sure. There are so many ways that we, you, we can utilize social media to our benefit. So have at it, Rob. Well, first of all, you'll find that uh, there's classes and lectures and studies on you know which age group, which demographic uses which social media platform. So my answer is be on them all. Right, that first, is true. First that is of true. all. Um, and actually how people get their information is changing, whereas before I'd Google something, we, I've overused Google now, they need to start paying me royalties here. They really should. Right, so I've Googled, we, we don't Google anymore. Actually, people are going to TikTok now for their quick reference points on you're frowning at me. I didn't even know that. No, That's what I'm there, saying. There you go, you see. I didn't and, know. Uh, I'm considerably older than you, and I know that, right? But, uh, that but, is uh, sad. <laughs> yes. But so, so understanding who's getting what from where will then instruct you on where you need to go to get your message, your point, your instruction. So people are seriously going to TikTok for you know quick reference guides. Okay. So you know how long will it take you to teach me CPR? I'll give you the answer. You're going to tell me to call 911, push hard and fast until help arrives. That took like six seconds. That's a great TikTok, people. Do your own local TikToks on CPR. For sure. There's there's one example of it, right? And so, you know, use the, use the platforms appropriately and actually be on them and be out there. Even I've got a TikTok channel, but it's just me going up and down an escalator. But that's a different <laughs> story, right? But so use all the platforms you can in order to get the message out. And, of course, I refer to my, my great friends at the Richmond Ambulance Authority, Mark Tenure. I don't know if you follow them on social media, which you should do. Every day, they put out a, a, a thing called Word on the Street, right? Yes. And it came from 10 years ago when they said, and, and I was there at the time, there's nothing happening here, there's no news here, nobody tells us anything, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> and we went, okay then, we will produce once one piece of news a day, and it's going to be on a PowerPoint slide, it's going to be three photographs, two paragraphs, and we'll give you some news of what's happening. 10 years later, it hasn't stopped every single day of the week or Monday to Friday they produce a piece of news about whether it's a staff anniversary whether it's about the weeks within the calendar that we talked about and so it doesn't take much to do that's the point and of course it's on every channel it's on uh, Instagram it's on Facebook it's on LinkedIn of course you know you're getting different readership from right. these things you're yes. posting on as well you know and uh, and sometimes, you know, you use different language on Facebook than you do on LinkedIn. Even if it's the same image, you're, you know, being a little bit more formal in your language. <laughs> you're perhaps. a little more proper yeah. yes, on yes. the LinkedIn. I'm going to spell check my LinkedIn. Yes, <laughs> that sort of thing. So, again, use it appropriately because you'll develop an audience and a following. Um, and actually, these days, we know from the, the whole sort of social media algorithm side of life that by just dumping stuff out all the time, 
doesn't actually get you up in the charts and the ratings and because they think you're just putting out every anything and everything and actually they've got a little bit more sophisticated now with the, al the algorithms and so two or three times a week on Facebook as opposed to every single day perhaps gets you noticed more because the algorithm is going this must be important information let's promote it okay as opposed to it's just another feed of whatever they're putting out right, right. so again understanding that helps you to get your message out there and to cape to keep yourself you'll keep your agency in the public eye which is where I came in with this discussion you know Rob there, there's there's so much to talk about and we could make it like a five-part series I'm telling you right to. now I'd love to do it <laughs> and maybe we will but the truth of the matter is the the irony behind it is I've always been the, in the camp that social media is going to destroy you right it's going to destroy right. you if you continue to do that but in the same breath, it can promote you in such a great way, and it can serve such a great purpose. Yeah. Um, the educational side. Talk, talk about the educational side. Well, you know, w w just one small example of how you can use a small soundbite and a small snippet mm -hmm. to pass on education. Of course, uh, we do this thing at Prodigy called On the Escalator With. Yep. Okay, and it started off back at the American Almond Association conference where we had a camera and a half an hour to spare and we thought we'd stand at the top of the escalator and silly question just ask people how's the conference for you well right. that doesn't you know I got 15 answers of it's great well that's no good so we then flipped it round to say okay what message do you want to convey what's the one gem or the one pearl you want to give people and we'll help you deliver that message sure and so we've now on as I say on season five for goodness sake here as well um, but we're, we've got people, you know, every EMS name from Peter Antove to you know, Ray Fowler. Um, you know, I've just done Ginny Renkowitz, uh, Dr. Ginny Renkowitz. So give us the one thing that we need to know in a small soundbite. And it's actually, Mike, it's an amazing skill to develop because these people that are really uber confident, right? Yeah. You stick a microphone on them and tell them they've got seven seconds to answer. <laughs> it brings out a different person, but, but we do it. And actually, we, again, we just use that as an educational tool to deliver a pearl of wisdom. That's awesome. Um, and, and so, you know, but it doesn't, as Elmo once said, right, I'm going to quote all the great philosophers today. Yeah, you right? should. As Elmo once said, it's incredible where you can go in your imagination. Uh, all right, so allow your imagination to actually develop a, a product. You know, who'd have thought Rob Lawrence in red pants walking up, going down an escalator would be something, but actually it's turned into a great little series. The word on the street thing, one PowerPoint slide, two paragraphs, two photographs, Again, it's got longevity and people expect it. And therefore, it's a great way to educate and to communicate. Rob, you're doing awesome work. And I, I truly mean it when I say I am humbled to have you on because I really do look you up to you. You said that just the way I wrote it for you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you know what? And I'll pay you later. <laughs> but I, I really do think that you're doing awesome work and you're taking it in the right direction. And in the process, you're showing people how to do it. And for that, Congratulations. I appreciate everything that you do. And I want to thank you once again for coming on with us today on the Expo Floor. Mike, it's been my pleasure. And uh, isn't it good to be back to live conferencing? Oh, Rob, I'm telling you, man. Even from last year. I mean, we were on the floor last year and it was and it was good, right? But we were still in, in, in the throes of COVID at the end for the most part as far as people going out and being able to come. This year, the, the, it, there's, the attendance is off the charts. There's standing room only. The floor looks great. 
it's awesome to be here. Yes, and I've also had you're actually taller in real life than your Zoom screen. Yeah. So there, there we go. You see this? I'm going to. I, he had to throw <laughs> that in. Rob Lawrence, it's been a pleasure, my Thank friend. You. Thank you for joining me, and thanks for listening to another episode of EMS World Podcast live from the Expo Floor 2022. We will be back with you with another great guest in short order. So make sure to tune in. I'm your host, Mike McCabe. Thanks for listening. Talk soon. This has been an episode of EMS World Podcast. You can find this audio and more like it on the podcast page of emsworld.com. You can also follow EMS World on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 